Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Shipwreck Show. My name is Shipwreck, and I will be your hostess with the mostest. And tonight we've got returning guest, voice of reason, hot off TikTok, my my least and most favorite app in the whole oh. world. My guy, how are you tonight? Hot off a uh, uh, really intensive TikTok shadow banning. That's fun, right? We got to love uh, how they can control your success on there. That's always fun. They do. And that's, well, that's for another, that's like a whole live in itself talking about the censorship. And I'm, unfortunately, I'm afraid that that's probably only going to get worse specifically on TikTok. Cause I feel like TikTok is, you know, there's, you don't have a lot of control over a right. lot on TikTok. So I can get that. But Sonia Brown, welcome to live. It's good to see you in Texas Buckeye girl and shadow raid legend in the house. My least and most favorite app. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the live. It's good to see you. Relentless Mikey in the house of purple princess. You guys welcome to the live and a very happy Friday. It's Friday. 11, 11, 11, 11. It is 11, 11 today. That's manifestation stuff right there. That's means you need to go and shoot for your dreams. Well, I was thinking we talk a little bit about magic. So when you, we had a couple dates to choose from, I thought 11, 11 would be, and plus it's two months, like from nine, 11, which is just interesting numbers, nine and 11. Yeah, that is. And the the whole numerology thing. Well, I, you know, here's a, here's the thing. I'm really good at like psychology and I'm really good at people and reading energies. The numbers thing really I struggle with. I have to Google a lot. I have to duck duck go a lot. I struggle with the numbers thing. So talk to me about 111 or 1111. What does that look like for you specifically? Well, so I don't deep dive into numerology, but basically there is some sort of intrinsic information substructure about this reality when they were studying string theory. Uh, one of the ideas is that the strings quantum physically that make up this reality are strings of computer coding, which kind of goes with the simulation idea. So there's right. something in there. I, I think if we're in a simulated reality, you know, we understand computers as ones and zeros. It's a binary system. It's one or zero. I think if we're in a simulation, it's something like alphanumeric, hexadecimal, something bigger. So if it is information based, numbers would actually be vital in the you know construct so i think this is where some of the numerology stuff comes in but just like all of the kind of uh new agey you know manifestation stuff i think what you have there is that this is going to offend people and i apologize but <laughs> the fallen angels were likely involved in creation which means that before they turned coat they saw how it works they are they know how it works they know they can hack it basically so if you look at all of these uh, pagan religious systems, you know, even things like astrology, uh, there is actual uh, validity to it, unfortunately. But the information is coming from what I would say is like the uh, the, the bad team. And so it doesn't mean that sure. it doesn't work. We just have to be very careful because, you know, like John D, that was the Queen Elizabeth's uh, uh, magician. I think Merlin was modeled after him. He thought he was talking to angels. 
And, you know, he spent all this time, he learned this Anakian language and it turned out it was just demons. So you got to be careful with that, but there is some truth to it. That's what I would say with numerology. I, th- I didn't know that about the queen and I, I didn't know. Oh, you guys that, d- deep dive I'm on not, John D. I'm not deep dive. So, d- okay. This is, this is Elizabeth. This is like not the most recent queen. No, this so, is the one before. Way, way, no, way before like right. medieval times. Okay. Uh, the guy's name is John D and he was a Christian, uh, you know, like a priesty kind of guy, but then he got very deep into the occult and then him and this guy that he was consorting with, they were looking into the crystal ball and they were spending hours and hours. And it, this, this entity, uh, purported itself to be an angel of light. And at first it was kind of innocuous. And then it just started getting more and more sinister. And at the end, there was like a wife swap thing they had to do. And at the very end, the, the thing that was giving them all of this information, the keys to the universe, uh, all of these, you know, hacks, like, yeah, we're totally just demons messing with you. So just like you start a wife, the wife swap. A wife yeah. swap? Yeah. The like, demons, uh, they said that you had to swipe, swap wives. And I got to look very into this. Uh, <laughs> I'm, yeah, very, I'm very interested in this right now. Okay. Well, like, and I guess that makes sense swap. too. It's, Might be an interesting it would be poster. like. It's kind of like the the Ouija board, right? I think a lot of people and you, and you can go buy an Ouija board at Toys R Us, don't. which is just well, don't God, please don't. don't. We did listen. I did when I was a kid, like we were dumb kids, and we did. Right. And I have a whole story, like the thing moved and and and, yeah. and it talked and it screamed, right. and we ended up burning it. Um, yeah. and I've never messed it. I said a bunch of hail marys because you know at the, t- at the time I was Catholic and I was like prayed and like talked to God and I'm like just I'm sorry, like I'm sorry, I messed this up. And I haven't had any problems with if you did the Ouija boards and then you did Hail Mary's to fix it. And Mary was like, came out of the Ouija board. That could happen too. That's a side note. Anyways, I don't, this is, is, well, that's not where we decided to go. Like that was interesting, but no, it's a good segue into what I was hoping to talk about tonight, which is, you know, what is true? What is a fairy tale? What is magic? How have we been lied to? Um, This is what I've been focusing on with my channel is, uh, you know, I explore the nature of reality through the lens of believing we are an intelligently designed order and the creator of the universe is the author of the Bible. So in this paradigm, you have um, a a, a version of of this reality that I consider to be the written account of the creator. So, you know, like right now we do history books and it's like, how do we know our history before before the computers, before the internet? Somebody would write the history in a book. I think that this is the history of the creator of the universe. So what I deal with, uh, you know, talking with um, debating with atheists and supporting uh, an intelligently designed universe is everybody likes to say the Bible is a fairy tale, right? You've heard that. That's like a big hot thing for atheists to say. Well, I'm I want to say the Bible is a history book and the theory of evolution is a fairy tale. And I think what's going so uh, the if there is a devil. He is the liar, right? Serpent split tongue, this whole thing. The father of lies, Jesus called him. So you have um, this history of uh, a flood uh, of giants, of dragons, um, you know, magic, all of these kind of witches. Like we have this whole like history in the Bible and we're taught today that these are fairy tales. Uh, You know, you've maybe seen my series I'm doing on dragons right now. Yep, Um, that's why I popped you. To let right. you know that this is what I wanted to talk about. Yeah. So, okay. What, what what do you know about dragons? What What is the, what just in your life experience, what are dragons? So in my life experience, they're out of books. They're straight out of fairy tale books, out of movies. Um, right. 
that's my life experience. But as we've kind of like Ben and Shannon and I, we do these Saturday night lives and we deep dive into some of this. And there was a lot of correlation between dragons and dinosaurs. So mm-hmm. when your series popped up, I was super interested because we had talked about that um, somewhat recently. There was all kinds of, of um, evidence in regards to dragons, but then the Smithsonian had that. That's the theory. The Smithsonian then would come take the evidence away and then just take it away. Um, there was a lot of conversations about that's more about uh, giants than dragons, but continue. But yeah, but then there was conversations about um, like the national parks. Then mm-hmm. that's where they're keeping a lot of these or Antarctica. We talked a little bit about that, right. <laughs> that right. they could be hiding out there, but that's kind of how, that's how deep we've dabbled in it so far. Just in kind of the, is it real? Is it not? I believe the dragons at one point were real just because I am being told that they weren't. And anytime right. that that happens, I yes. tend to question. I'll, and that's where I'm at right now. Like if you're going to come tell me just yes. like the whole flat earth thing, do I think the earth is flat? I don't know. But the right. fact that some people are so dead head on, on convincing me that it's not and calling me all kinds of names. And I'm right. like, you know what? It probably is then. So, right. So I made the note that it's safe to say, especially in our industry, the people that would, uh, you know, be interested in the content we make that, uh, to say everything we were taught is wrong is like kind of basically, we know that now, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we were taught that, uh, dragons are myth that dinosaurs died with this meteor thing 80 million years ago. We were taught that giants are a myth. Uh, you know, we were taught that the, 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 um, Bible is a myth. And then we were taught that evolution is true, unquestionable truth. And what, mm-hmm. what I kind of want to talk about is I think the inverse is true. And I think just like you said, if somebody says, especially coming from the media scientific complex, you know, trust the science. If they say this thing, you have to very uh, critically look at what they're saying. So right. here, here's the dragon situation. Um, based on your schooling, how, how long ago were dinosaurs on the earth? Millions of years ago. That's yeah, all I really 65 remember. to 200, 250 million years ago. This is what they say. Correct. And then, um, what happened to the the dinosaurs? Do you know what the? Do you remember the whole thing? Like they they huh? went away. An asteroid came. The, the asteroid came. Right. And hit the Earth and caused the volcanoes and it right, right. just killed all the dinosaurs. Right. Except Which, for, yeah, they don't even teach except, that anymore. Well, no, that's when that's not. I don't think that's probably what my kid learned either. I don't remember what he learned, but I don't think it was an asteroid. My oldest, but it's funny because like even as a kid, that didn't make any sense to me. I can remember that. Like I, I can remember right. being like that. That doesn't make any sense to me. So, but then they, they're saying I now failed. that <laughs> good. It's probably why I know. Such a critical thinker. <laughs> it's like you passed. <laughs> like, yeah, fail yeah. means pass. Okay, so um, yeah. what they're saying now is that the dinosaurs weren't extincted. That uh, the climate changed. They were a victim of climate change. Uh, and that they evolved, the ones that didn't die because of climate change, evolved into birds. This is the, yep. Yeah. Like rabbits? Like, like, the uh, birds that are, like the birds like that are birds. eating your yeah. chickens? Yep. Dinosaurs. You know, then Jurassic Park, wasn't that his whole theory in Jurassic Park was that yeah. dinosaurs were birds? Right. It's, it, it's <gasps> legitimately like they're saying it's scientific fact that avian birds were theropod dinosaurs. So this is kind of, okay. So what they teach us is that we're uh, animals in a meaningless universe 
in an insignificant place in a meaningless universe, and that dinosaurs died out through climate change 150 million years ago and also turned into birds. This is the version, and this is what I'm here to say. That's a fairy tale. Okay, here's yeah, here's what makes more sense if you're just trying to use logic. Um, every just about every culture around the world tells a few uh, consistent, uh, cogent stories. They tell the story that there was a global flood, a huge flood. A guy saved everybody mm -hmm. in a boat. There's China, mm -hmm. Native America, and uh, India. We have the you know uh, Sumeria, obviously the biblical text. Another thing mm -hmm. we hear is that there were giants. There were giants in those days, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, uh, and today also. And then everybody teaches a story that dragons were a thing. Like the Chinese zodiac has twelve animals. Uh, you know, rat, pig, sheep, snake, whatever. And one of the twelve animals is a dragon. So they've got eleven actual animals and a fictitious animal. Why? And then they do all these you know, uh, dragon dances and they have this whole myth about, you know, the samurais that would kill them. But in, uh, Europe, same thing. Uh, St. George killed, uh, the, the dragon. You have this Loric story. And a lot of these Loric stories start in a historical truth that as they get passed down, they become exaggerated, but you have these same stories in Europe. And it kind of goes like this, this terrible lizard was terrorizing our village uh, it would eat the people. It was a nightmare. It would live in a cave. And so the most chivalrous knight would go and vanquish the dragon and get the money. You get the money. The The king would give them the princess. We hear this story all the time. But right. it's entirely possible that the truth behind it is that these reptiles were – maybe they didn't breathe fire. They probably didn't fly, but they were hideous, and they could eat you in one bite, and they were a menace. So they would kill them, and then the king would go – You've saved my village. Here's a bunch of money. Here's my wife, whatever. You were the most brave. You, you vanquished these things. So through this process going on around the world of these chivalrous knights killing the uh, dinosaurs, you end up with the extinction of dinosaurs. And maybe as recently as 1600, 1700, something like that. Marco Polo, who is one of the most noted uh, and vetted uh, historians, uh, wrote about dragons in China. Big giant 30-foot dragons that ate people. There's a map. Uh, it's actually a globe called the Hunt Lennox Globe. I just covered this in my content. And on the map, it's such an old map that America's not even on it. It's like made before they had found America, at least officially anyways. And in China, it doesn't say China. It says Hict Sunk Draconics in Latin, which is here be dragons. So on this map that's like an actual historical map, it's like in China, there's dragons. Watch out. And, and why would there be dragons in China? If you look at the dispersion, if the, if the flood happened and the ark landed on Ararat, everything, uh, humankind migrated out from the Fertile Crescent, from Turkey, from uh, the Middle East, the Levant. So you would have had man dispersing out. Well, the, the dinosaurs would have been running from man, trying to get away from man because man could hunt them. So they would have ran and ran and ran until they got to the east coast of China. And at the east coast of China, they couldn't have ran anymore because there's the ocean there. So now you have a situation, right. this conflagration of the humans who migrated to China. And if you follow the actual history of civilization, starts in Mesopotamia, 3100 BC, then it goes to India, then it makes it to China a little bit later, perfectly following the biblical timeline. So anyways, they end up with the Chinese people and the dragons cohabitating, and you have this serious culture because they couldn't leave, so the Chinese people had to deal with this, and they vanquished them at some point. So this, like, mythologically, uh, historically, this makes sense. And then paleontologically... We just, uh, 2005, Mary Schweitzer cracks open a dinosaur bone, and this thing's supposed to be 100 million years old. 
and there's soft tissue in it. And the whole paleontologic world freaks out. How could there be soft tissues? Do you think that they go, you know what? Maybe we were wrong. Maybe they were here more recently. Maybe the suicide of Saul painting, maybe the Chinese uh, version, maybe the, the, the map saying Hicksong Trancones, this whole like mythos. Maybe they were here more recently. Nope. They've spent the last 15 years trying to figure out how soft tissues could be preserved for 80 million years. And why do they have to do this? Because if dragons were here more recently, they certainly didn't evolve into birds. The theory of evolution is in trouble and the Bible is vindicated again. Okay. So, and we, okay. So we, and we all know like that, that's kind of the common goal, right? Is when it comes to God and the Bible, that's what, it, and on whatever you want to call it, you can call it the swamp. You can call it the elite. You can call it elitist. They're trying to remove God. That's why all of this, that's why all of the, the stuff that's happening is happening. Right. They're trying to remove God because they want you to worship them and not God. You got to so, let me talk on that for a second. Oh, no, okay. Yeah, yes, please. Okay. Go ahead. This no, is important. Yes. Okay. So a couple things. If the Bible is the historical narrative, uh, mm -hmm. those that don't know their history are doomed to repeat it. So if you're going to want to control people, amnesically remove their history. Well, if also the deep state, the swamp, whatever you want to call it, is under the lordship of Satan, the serpent, the the great dragon, the, the, the enemy of God, of course he's going to try to write God out of his story. That's, of course, what he's going to do. And excuse me, when Jesus was on the earth, Jesus was taken to a high place by Satan. And Satan said, if you bow your knee to me, I will put you in charge of all of the kingdoms of the world. So you have this idea that Satan runs the world system. And if he does, basically using misinformation, he's going to write God out of the story. And he says something very important about removing God to control people. And so if you look at like, uh, you know, Chinese uh, in tyrannical systems, Pol Pot, Mao, Lenin, Stalin, atheism is the state religion because uh, people are going to serve someone. And if you, and if you serve the God of the Bible, you have all of these rules, you're self-governed, you want to have private property, etc. If you serve if you believe atheism, your God becomes a state. You serve the state, and they know this. This is why they they always stamp out religious, um, uh, you know, uprisings. But I need to read something for them, uh, just because of what you talked about sure. about there being nothing new under the sun, history repeating itself, and about exactly what you said about not having God so we can be controlled. This was written by Flavius Josephus. He's a Jewish historian that was alive at the time of Jesus. Uh, in his book, in the fourth chapter, Antiquity of the Jews. He writes, so if you know the story of Nimrod, uh, after the flood, uh, Nimrod builds the Tower of Babel. All the people are getting together uh, in a one world system, right? Actually, okay. I got to take this a step back. Before the flood, the whole world was uh, united in a one world system, highly advanced technological system united against God. This is a big reason why the flood happened. So after the flood, the world system starts up again and the Nimrod starts building this one world system again, the same one world system we're starting to see today, this one okay. world secular system. So it says in Josephus, now it was Nimrod who excited them, which is the people to such an affront and contempt of God. He was the grandson of Ham, the son of Noah, a bold man and of great strength of hand. He persuaded them not to ascribe it to God. Remember, this is 2000 years ago, a Jewish historian writing this as if it was through his means, they were happy but to believe it was their own courage which procured that happiness. He also, this, I can't believe this is 2,000 years old. This is why they have to remove this history from us. He also gradually changed the government into tyranny, seeing no other way of turning men from the fear of God, but to bring them into a constant dependence on his power. He also said he would be revenged on God if he should have a mind to drown the world again, for that he would build a tire so a tower so high, the waters would not be able to reach it. And he would avenge himself on God for destroying their forefathers. So you have this maniac named Nimrod 
building a tower so high that if the world is flooded again, God can't kill them, telling everybody God isn't doing this, you're doing this, pushing a secular narrative and turning the government to tyranny in a direct opposition to God. Like this, this is the importance of this history that they want to remove because what do we have now? We have Yuval Noah Harari today, right? Working for the World Economic Forum saying um, God is dead. We are better than the God of the Bible. We don't need God right. anymore. And Jesus said, uh, as it would be in the days of Noah, it was interesting with Yuval Noah Harari. And so before uh, the flood in the days of Noah, we have this one world system, which is also where we get the Atlantis myth from. It's the same story, this highly advanced te uh, technology, uh, civilization that was washed into the sea. So you have this uh, one world system that was destroyed in the days of Noah that Jesus said it would be like when he returned again in the end of days. And you have this same Nimrod one world system being built. And it's like the devil's like, yeah. Pay no attention to this history book. That's a fairy tale. Meanwhile, I need you to believe that dragons turn into you know chickens and evolution and you're in a meaningless universe and you're just an animal. So he's forcing us to believe a lie so we think we're insignificant and we're in this uh, no God universe. Meanwhile, our history is being removed so they can pull the same antics on us again. Yes, I can see that. And I think, and we, like I said, we've talked a great deal about a lot of that. Can I ask you a question though? Oh, yeah. And you might know the answer to this since we're out of here. So I'm going to go back to the days of Noah. So God flooded the earth. And I don't know, like what, from what we read and what we understood was it was the Nephilim. So the Nephilims, the fallen angels came down or the fallen angels came down. They made it with the women. They had the Nephilims. The Nephilims were running the earth. And that's essentially why the flood happened because God was just sick of it. He opened it up. He flooded it out. And then, you know, we had Noah and the ark. And, but Shannon had told me, and I, then I had to look it up. That God sent the rainbow to man mm -hmm. as a promise to never flood the earth again. Have you heard this? Yeah, it's in the Bible. Yep. I know it is. <laughs> That's, That's why it's a stupid question. So you don't, you don't, so even though, you, so you, you compare what's going on now to Nimrod and the tower and this is, and I, I can see this happening. I absolutely agree with you. Mm -hmm. But God had made a promise not to flood again. Yeah, he's not going to. So. So then what do you, th is it is, fire? Is he going to fire? Okay. Just bet. And I wouldn't blame him at this point. I wouldn't right. blame him at this point. Yeah. Like, at, at one point, you know, burn it down. That's where we end yeah. up getting. And, and I think I'm glad you mentioned that because people misunderstand, I believe, uh, and I don't want to misrepresent scripture here, but people think that God is mad at sinners, that this whole thing is about, you know, they just can't stop looking at porn or whatever. We got to flood them out. No, it's this right. higher level, organized, corporate, anti-God uh, system that evolves to a state of technology that it threatens the very fabric of existence. Okay. When the gene, you mentioned in the film, when the gene code of man is corrupted because uh, gene, uh, the genetic code is information. It's like a virus. When, when the mm -hmm. information is uh, damaged or contaminated or rewritten, that doesn't reverse itself. These things, this is indelibly imprinted. The code is corrupted. So, you know, this Nephilim thing, you, you know, you said it, but, uh, people glossed over this idea. The, the very genetics of humankind were compromised. And he can't, he could maybe single out with a bunch of lightning bolts and hit every one of them. But how much had it pervaded? They were reproducing exponentially. There may have been a billion, mm -hmm. there may have been 5 billion people on the earth. Um, at this point, God is like, reset this is, this is way off the rails. This is way off the rails. And then the next time mm -hmm. you see this kind of thing again is in, in Sodom and Gomorrah when God like j utterly devastates and judges uh, the world because 
they're doing the same thing. If you know the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, um, these angels come to Sodom and the people are like, give us the angels. We want to have sex with the angels. And Lot's like, dude, no, you could stop. We've seen where this goes. And uh, he tries to give them his virgin daughters and they go, nope, we're not interested. Give us the angels. And God's like, fire, fire, burns it down. And this is what happens. So you have another scenario where we're, we're manipulating the genome. You've all know Harari's talking about how we are going to take charge of evolution, not the, an evolution of some God in the sky, our intelligent, our intelligent design. We are going to transhumanize the genome again. And it's like, like either they just fell off the bed and hit their head and forgot what's going on and have amnesia, or this is a uh, multi-generational affront against the God of the Bible specifically ran by an entity outside of space and time possessing these people to get us to this position. Like it, who, who, who in their right mind gets into a place of their total psychopathic control. That they're like, you know what? I don't care. Rich isn't enough. I need total control. Digital dictatorship. We're going to transhumanize these things. We're going to do all these things. Like this isn't a normal natural thing, but I believe that they are under the, the uh, leadership of the enemy of God. And when the judgment of God comes again, it's not going to be just because people are sinning. It's going to be because of this days of Noah thing that Jesus talked about where it's like, yeah, God has no choice. So I can't do it anymore. Done. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to, so I'm going to ask you that question too. So why is it at this point? And this is, I'm, I'm going to ask you just for your opinion, because I mm -hmm. don't think there's anything in scripture about any of this, but so we've done the flood. We've done the, the Sodom and Gomorrah. So, mm -hmm. and a lot of people think that the second coming of Christ is on its way and they think he's going to come and that's it. This has happened before quite a bit. Why not? Why not go after the source at, at some point? And and I'm oh, not. And I'm, I'm yeah. I'm I'm asking not in not in like an air. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of a right, way you're to not ask. Baiting not, me or anything. I'm no, not baiting. No, and I'm not trying to be like arrogant or right. or because I'm not trying to be blasphemous either. Like I don't want to diminish God's ability to. I'm a firm believer in God. I talk to him a lot. Maybe I should ask him. Like why not go after the source? <laughs> Probably a better source. Why? Yeah. Why, why, why burn or flood the people? Right. So this goes into kind of uh, my answer to this is, is definitely my philosophy or my theology. So I don't want to be dogmatic about this. Everybody take sure. this to God, take it to the Holy Spirit. I, I'm just a guy, but I think we are in a test. Uh, I think this sure. reality, I call it a free will simulation, uh, a fully immersive choose your own adventure novel. And I think that there is going to be a time when there is no adversary of God, the de the devil is vanquished a thousand years at one point, and then eternally he's vanquished, whatever. Um, it, okay. It's a very interesting uh, uh, relationship that he and the devil have. You know, we've got this Job story, Job's coming on and in and out of the kingdom of heaven. And what are you doing? And they have this whole like bet with Job. I don't know. You know, is God uh, hoping that the devil uh, comes back like the prodigal son, like some sort of Darth Vader, Anakin Skywalker thing? Uh, does he allow the devil to be here because, um, you know, it makes the test that much more valid? I'm not sure. But the, I think an important part of that is this reality is temporal. OK, uh, the, this is an amazing ride that we're on. We get to go around the sun. If you believe in the heliocentric model, a model for X amount of years, nobody gets off this ride alive. Everybody's you're all going to die. We're all going to die. It's OK. Mm -hmm. um, death sucks, but it's not the end if we are already in eternity and if we have conscious souls. So, yes, people are going to die. Um, and that's going to be tough, but, um, why he doesn't go after the devil, I can't answer specifically other than, uh, I think at one point it'll make sense to us. We'll be able to be in heaven and we'll be able to ask him and, you know, why didn't you do that in the first place? And I, I think it'll make more sense, but 
Um, you could you could make an argument that maybe he's hoping that uh, you know because it's interesting. And again, I want to get too weird here, but if you believe you, the theory, you're not new. You're not new. This is all we do is get weird here. Oh, okay, cool. You're, yeah, yeah. You're, well, you're among friends. Okay, get weird. Yeah, just bring me on and we'll get weird. So, uh, it's an interesting idea that God didn't create the devil. Okay. God created Lucifer. Right. God created are, Lucifer. Who? Go ahead. Aren't they the same? Yes and no. So this is what oh, I mean. Boy. Okay. Lucifer was an angel. And he was the head angel yes. in charge of the worship of God. This is why he has right. a major role in the music industry. Uh, he was beautiful, beautiful vocal cords, gifted artist, go, just shining beauty. And, and then Lucifer, who had free will, uh, said, you know what? This guy's a jerk, and I'm out of here. Who's who's with me? He rebelled. He turned on God. So, uh, you know, God could have vanquished him right there. I don't know why he didn't. I don't know whatever. Again, maybe he's hoping for redemption. Maybe, you know, the Jews believe, not all the Jews, but part of the Jewish teaching is that Hasatan, the serpent, is a good angel because he makes the test harder. Again, okay. I'm not sure, but as far as the death part of it, people get really hung up on the flood and that people died. People get hung up that at the end people are going to die. I just, I'm going to just spoiler, we're all going to die. It's just what's what's going to happen. It's part like you can be mad about it and be like, hey, death happens. This is going to be tough. Uh, or you could just be like, you know, I love being alive and I want to enjoy it while I'm here. And like a lot of people that I debate, a lot of atheists come on my show and they go, you know, kids die, people die this way. God's a jerk. And I go, well, they also lived. Like if you're going to be mad at God that people die, can you give them credit that they lived in the first place? So mm -hmm. I can't possibly uh, speak as to why he doesn't do it, but I do trust in the goodness of God. And I do think it'll make sense down the road. And it's just we lack the context to fully understand. That makes sense. Yeah. I that mean, makes, I, that makes a lot it's, of sense. Well, what's good about it is that you're obviously you're very smart. You've thought about these things a lot. Really, this is where, like, this is the most interesting part of the discussion about the nature. Like, people want to debate me on whether or not we're in a created order. Like, I'm sorry, give me a break. It, it, imagine the game Minecraft coming into uh, existence through some sort of natural processes. It's insanity to think that. That that game with all of its intricacies would just happen by natural cause. And this reality is much more complex than that. Um, so is there a God? Isn't there a God? Is to me a superficial and unimportant question. Who is God is important. And, uh, you know, there's a very few actual candidates. And then if God of the Bible is real, the relationship between God and the devil is is very interesting. And, you know, I just encourage people to pray about it. You said you asked God about it. Pray about it. We don't know. You know, what I've seen is I've seen demons cast out of people. I've seen, you know, real evil. I think a lot of people uh, have seen that. We see a conspiracy um, over time now. Uh, you know, we see these things like, uh, you know, John D. Rockefeller is dead and gone. And what he set in place is being continued by somebody else. Why? Why didn't that conspiracy just go away with him? How is this thing keep moving even though the players in it live and die? And I would say the most rational explanation is there's something that lives past generations, you know, pushing this thing. And so this thing... Uh, so dead set on writing God out of the story, it makes sense to me that this would be the devil. Now, why does the devil, why does God suffer the devil? That's a great mystery. Can I ask you another question? Can we go back to death for just a minute? Yeah. Um, with the death, I think a lot of people are afraid to die. And I think that has never been more evident 
than it has been in the specifically the last few years with the COVID stuff, right? That seemed to mm-hmm. be like the, the, the majority of the fear that was pushed was death, dying. You're killing people. You're going to be responsible for people's death. People are so afraid to die. People are like, it's, it's some, I think it's probably even a disorder at some point, like people go to therapy for it. Like they live their whole life being afraid to die. Do you think that that was instilled in people on purpose, maybe over the course of generations, maybe, maybe at one point in life, in generations, maybe during the dinosaurs, maybe during the cavemen where death wasn't such a scary thing. Damn it. (laughs) Why are you I was a caveman for Halloween, like not that like cave woman. Fake news. Um, fake news. But do you think that do you think that the the whole fear of death was instilled in people and instilled in people on purpose so that they would not live their lives to the fullest and that they would not enjoy their life in a moment? That's a great question. Um uh I think that what you have there is uh this new secular reality this uh atheist uh you know which is the fastest growing religious system the unaffiliated um you know this theory of evolution taught as fact the universe you know coming into existence by it's some natural process that you know a multiverse whatever this is a phenomenon in the history of humankind uh every human prior to the 60s let's say or maybe before darwin believed something made this it was like it's like self-evident something made this so Um, most cultures have uh, an afterlife reconciliatory, uh, you know, kind of narrative this, I think that the death worship that you're talking about is, is partially uh, a result of having believed that we are in a purely material reality in an insignificant universe that we're just animals. People can't reconcile this. So I think part of why they're so afraid of it is they don't understand this bigger quantum meta spiritual kingdom of God scenario that we are already eternal if if what i believe is true and what a lot of people believe is true so when i die my earth suit shuts off and powers powers down i'm not on this earth experiencing it sensorily through my five senses uh but my consciousness continues on and this is something that people have known about for a very long time this new idea that we like what um neil degrasse tyson said very famously to larry king larry king's like i'm really old and i'm gonna die (laughs) What's going to happen to me, Neil? And, he, and Neil is like one of the grand poobas of the priests of the religion of science goes, well, Larry, you're going to die and you're going to become worm food. And it's going to be beautiful because nature is going to happen and your skin's going to break down and turn into soil. And then you're going to become a flower and you're going to, he's like, I don't want to believe that. I want to believe that I continue my consciousness. And Neil's like, sorry, science. So I think that this narrative of, of disbelieving in particular the Bible, but that we are in a, uh, immaterial reality is is vital to this death worship. And what's interesting, so I'm sure you've researched cognitive dissonance, but the system keeps us um, in an irreconcilable logical position where we believe two things at once. And when you believe two things at once, you don't believe either. So you go to the authority, it's an appeal to the authority, and you just say, what does this mean? And so we have this um, idea that uh, death is final, and when you die, you cease to exist. And then they also have this youth worship. You're never going to die thing. We're all just going to be 20 years old for the rest of our life. And so when somebody dies, everybody's like, what happened? We're supposed to live forever. And now, and what happened? It's like funerals are like this whole, like everybody just got hit by a car. They're like wondering what, how does this make sense? But if you look at it in a bigger context of this idea that 
our souls are immaterial and that we are experiencing this reality through an, what I would call an avatar. And then, you know, when you die, <clears throat> you go to source, which I believe is the God of the Bible. This would put people in a sense of going, well, eternity is a long time and I'm going to die. I need to figure this out. But we don't think that way because like basically people are like, well, we know the Bible sucks because religion sucks. So it's not God of the Bible. We know evolution. I'm just an animal. Animals. And they can't reconcile this thing. And to me, it's this fairy tale narrative. Um, if if uh, if you remember Madonna's song, we are living in a material world. I'm a material girl. Mm -hmm. I might have said this last time on the show. Right. This they they need you to believe that you are in a strictly material reality to marginalize your existence to what am I buying? What am I eating? What am I going to satiate my flesh with? What am I going to enjoy? Because it, and the Bible says, eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow we die. It's really, you believe one of the two. You either believe that you're focused on eternity and what happens when you die, or you're focused on the temporal and just getting. And the system wants you to just get, because if you get, you're in debt. And if you're in debt, you don't question the, the servitude that you're under. So it's, this is a big, it's a big lie, this propaganda thing. Like I said at the beginning of the show, you're in a uh, meaningless universe that created itself through an explosion and you're in an insignificant part of this meaningless universe and you're just a mutated animal. You and me, baby, and nothing but mammals. Let's do it like they do on the Discovery Channel. Be promiscuous. <laughs> just You're just an animal. Get stuff, get stuff, get stuff, die. What happened? Very simple. This is like, so, and you compare what's happening now to the days of Noah, like the days mm -hmm. of Nephilim, so the days of, I, I can see that. I see. I I can see it. I can mm. see people living that way. I can see people online being that way. And it's it's more obvious now than it ever, I think it ever has been. I've never right. understood it because I, like I said, I grew up believing that there was a heaven and hell. And when you die, you go to heaven. But as right. I've grown and become an adult and looked into other things, other people's religion, and left kind of the Catholic ideology, I I, I have a very different opinion what happens when you die and a very different opinion as to why we're here in the first place. Mm. Um, but I don't know, I guess I, I, I guess I don't well, know. The I'm death stuff is just interesting. You don't know because we don't know. And I don't, we don't know. know. I don't want right. to say like I've a lot of people uh, on TikTok cause I do these, you know, long debates with, with a lot of people. And uh, you know, can, sometimes can, we I have, ask, yeah. can I ask you something? Why do you do that? Hmm. Well, that was a question I wasn't prepared for. I'm uh, sorry. No, it's good. I just like, like think about I'm... why do I do it? So uh, what I, what I would tell myself or, or what I would like to believe as to why I do it uh, is because uh, I believe very firmly in what I believe. And we have this opportunity to ha uh, discuss these nature reality things in front of thousands and thousands of people. Um, and my goal is to uh, tear apart the lie that the scientific narrative has forced us to believe this uh, evolutionary meaningless thing. We're just animals uh, because I, I see it as very destructive for uh, people's relationship with God uh, and very destructive for humanity. I mean, if you look at uh, Jesus says in the Bible that you'll know uh, a tree by its fruit. And if you look at the absolute horrific things that have happened under the guise of the theory of evolution, um, <clears throat> you know, Hopefully I can say these things on YouTube, but uh, slavery, this was a product of uh, these white European elite males literally believing that, uh, you know, the Africans were subhumans, right? What, we're what animals. A, they're animals. It would an absolute horrific 
misrepresentation of the truth. It turns out we all, Aboriginals, the Inuits, the Africans, the Europeans, we're all related to one man and one woman. Science hated that when they figured that out. Mitochondrial Eve uh, and Y chromosomal Adam. Every human on the earth is related. We're all cousins. Okay. Well, the system, the house divided will what? Fall, right? This is what we hear. So the system wants to make this house fall. And if we are united as uh, brothers and sisters, we're not going to just cut each other's throat and go to war and kill each other and whatever. So the system came up with this uh, lie, I believe, of this theory of evolution that we just split off from chimps and, you know, we're just, you know, a, a different, ev- not even more evolved, they say at this point, but just we're just chimps uh, and humans evolved separately all around the world. Uh, so you have different gradients of humans. It was called convergent evolution. Turns out being totally wrong. But when Darwin and his elite European, you know, Cambridge, uh, you know, Thomas, interesting, uh, Thomas Henry Huxley, who wrote, uh, so, you know, the, the, the book Brave New World, right? Aldous Huxley, I've never read it, but I know of it, but I've never yeah, read it. Yes. So uh, super like uh, tells exactly this is dystopian new world order system that we're in technocracy sure. uh, that we're in his great. Uh, his grandfather was a guy named Thomas Henry Huxley. Thomas Henry Huxley helped push this theory of evolution. He he was Darwin's bulldog. He got this out there. Well, if you find if you he actually started Nature magazine, the science uh, publication that everything is the best, most vaunted, you know, peer reviewed publication of science. So. These these uh, these elites, these controlling whatever you want to call them, deep state. This is nothing new. They came up with this theory of uh, of evolution, and they pushed it. And part of the reason why they wanted to push it is because they wanted to tell people that we are the cream of the crop, and you guys are minions to us. Hitler believed right. it, right? He right. was like, well, "I'm doing evolution a favor. These aren't fully humans. They're like closer to orangutan or whatever." And Darwin wrote it in the book *The Descent of Man*. He wrote that the white European male would would win this evolutionary thing, and all of the you know, the subhumans would be destroyed at the hands of the Europeans. So it's real easy to go from that to owning them as slaves because they're just not even fully human, right? Look at the fruits of what this uh, evolutionary theory has taught us. Um, You know, fighting a lot of medical mistakes, um, marginalizing life, endorsing promiscuity, um, you know, uh, eugenics. Uh, Francis Galton was Darwin's cousin. Um, And, you know, this whole idea of like, Force sterilizing the uh, the the less fit that that was like a thing they did. Look it up in the sixties, like in the Jim Crow South, they would like take people and they would force sterilize them for eugenics, which was all part of this evolution thing. So it's uh, it's 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 been very uh, caustic in my opinion. And uh, it, why do I do these live debates? Was the question. You have this system that goes like this. You uh, your parents drop you in school at, I don't know, shit, the younger that you're dropped in school, the better they think. Oh, my kid's brand new born. Here, put him in school. He's in pre-pre-pre-pre-pre-K. This is great. I'm the best parent ever. And they think they do a great job when they set up their education system and they get in their college degree. And they just, you know, now I've really excelled as a parent. These kids go through this process year after year after year after year of being indoctrinated after appealing to the authority, sitting in a classroom, children sitting in a classroom that should be out running around figuring out the world. Something like 85% of all eight-year-olds are creative geniuses. These creative geniuses are sitting in a chair. If you move too much, they drug you up with Adderall, whatever. They send you to the nurse. You're not complying. You get the information from the teacher. You memorize it. And the more accurately you regurgitate it back to them, the better grades you get. This trains your brain to not think, but to memorize the authority's information and spit it back to them. Yeah, I totally believe you. You do this over and over and over and over, get them into high school, then you start teaching them. Actually, you start evolution earlier. We're just animals. We're just animals. And you go through this whole process, get them into college, 
if you have, if you somehow hold on to your faith that there weren't a created order, you get totally annihilated in college. You know, you get like promiscuity forced down your throat. Your parents were lying to you, your biology teacher, your philosophy teacher. They just come at you. You're in a secular order. If you believe in God, you're the enemy. These children come out of it and they feel like they're winning. They've got their work certificate, which costs them a hundred thousand dollars. They've got their full indoctrination and they believe they're animals in a meaningless universe. Why do I do this on TikTok? I have an opportunity to talk to these people for hours and hours and hours a week. And I'm not telling, I'm not trying to convert them to be Christians. I tell them I do believe in the Bible. I believe, I believe that the creative universe is the, is the God of the Bible. But these people have been taught this as fact by people that they trusted and it's been forced down their throat. And I think it's a lie. So I have an opportunity to go on and basically expose that the emperor doesn't have clothes. This thing isn't scientific fact. It's to me, it's pseudoscience and misinformation and it's implicit in us serving the system and not asking any questions. So I would say this is, that's, that's my hope as to why I'm doing it. So I have another question and Megan's got a question, but do you think that the theory of evolution was also created to make us, more morally inept mm -hmm. do you ever do you ever notice that like it is it's we're just normalizing like gore we're right. normalizing people just like chicago i see article after article i don't even read them anymore about 15 people were murdered last night in chicago mm -hmm. 25 people do you think that the theory of evolution and the idea that we're just animals who are just a step up from chimps of course adds to the, the demoralization of people's integrity and morals and, and their empathy towards other human beings. It doesn't add to it. It promotes it. No, it doesn't. It. <laughs> okay. it promotes it. Okay. It's a big difference. You think so? Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It doesn't add to it. It encourages it. Sometimes you have to hear what they're not saying to understand what they're actually saying. Uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, this was a real hot thing recently. A, a series came out. I did a video on it because he, you know, at the end of his life, he accepted Jesus. And a lot of people are very triggered about this idea. Well, the other people, a lot of people don't know what else happens in that interview. He said he was, he was given creation science material in prison. And Jeffrey Dahmer was very smart. He's a very smart man. Yes. Yeah. And he said, I didn't know that the theory of evolution was a lie. I bought into it. And when I was doing what I did, I thought that it didn't matter. I was just an animal. Because you were just an animal. It was like, instinct. Survival of the fittest. Right. He was more fit than the people he ate. <laughs> that's right. terrible to say. Oh, that's right. Something. Sorry. But like, <laughs> that, but like it, whatever, cunning, whatever he had. Why? Yeah. Why if we're animals? If if a dog eats a cat, who cares? If it, if it, I just had two chickens eaten by a, a chicken hawk today. I'm not going to go be mad at the chicken hawk. It's an animal. The, right. the theory of evolution doesn't add to it. It promotes this idea. The most cunning, the most ruthless, the most fit wins. And sure, you may not apply that in your life. You may not like wake up and go, you know, you do your morning meditations and affirmations and go, I'm just an animal in the meaningless universe. The more fit I am, the more cunning I am, the more destructive I am, the better I am. You might not do that, but it's deep in your programming. It's literally deep in your program. Mm -hmm. Being promiscuous. Uh, not believing that your body can heal itself, um, not believing that you can affect reality with your mind because quantum physically it says that the, the, the matter that makes up this reality is waiting to see what we do to interact with it. It's this idea that you're just a wild animal. And back to like anti-information and anti-what Jesus, like I have to encourage people, if you're into conspiracy and you see that the system's lying to you, I want you to think about who the source is. Who, who right. when you look at, 
um, you know, what it's after, you know, trying to tell you, you know, what medical stuff you have to do, what you have to believe about this reality, what you have to believe about, you know, what's going on in the world or whatever. A big thing that they're teaching you is that you, it doesn't matter what you believe. Aliens created us. Octopuses came to, you know, the earth through comets, monkeys raft, uh, you know, soft tissues last for a million, a hundred million years. There's an infinite amount of universes that they're going to make you believe all of these things to specifically get you to not believe in the Bible. This is all an attack. Uh, Lyell, who created our modern geology, said that he was trying to free science from Moses. Okay. Jesus preached the opposite of survival of the fittest, literally the opposite. He said, he who is the greatest among you needs to be the servant. You need to serve. If somebody punches you, excuse me, somebody punches you, let them punch you on the other side. If somebody sues you for your jacket, give them your pants. Don't worry about what you get here. Love your man. Die for your fellow human. The opposite. He he taught the exact opposite of survival of the fittest. So people think that this theory is just a proven science. It's not. It's a philosophy and it's an anti-Jesus, anti-God of the Bible, pro-humanist, pro-serving the system ideology that people need to wake up from. If you don't trust the science anymore, okay? If you know that a certain uh, medical czar that was running our world for two years or whatever, you can't, wasn't, you weren't able to fully trust that guy. You think you can trust Bill Bill Nye? You think you can trust- No. Neil deGrasse, yeah. No. <laughs> and what does he no, do? I listen to Bill Nye. Bill Nye isn't a scientist, right? Pseudoscience mm-hmm. and misinformation. He's not a scientist. And- he has, if you want to Google this or YouTube it, YouTube, Bill Nye says that creationism isn't appropriate for children. And he specific, he lays it exactly out. He says, you know, if you want to believe in this reality that God created it, that's inconsistent with everything we know in science, that's fine. But don't teach your children because we need them. We need good tax paying citizens and we need subservient. He says specifically, it's, it's like, it's like Agent Smith in the Matrix is like, possessing uh bill nine he's like mm, go to work make widgets don't don't think that you could control this reality neo it's 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 vitally important like the only way you could prove what i'm saying is true is if we just did a men in black thing and we just like blitzed everybody's memory like and then you like believed like you were taught hey you're in a reality you're created in the image of god in a meaningful reality and what you think matters and what you say matters and your heart matters and your intention matters and you need to th- believe what you need to about what this reality is and focus on what happens when you die and be good to your body and all these things. My guess, my scientific uh, prediction would be if we were able to do this, we wouldn't be in the shit show that we're in right now. I think, yeah, I think if we, that's, that's exactly why I asked you that question because I see the same thing only mm-hmm. not as scientifically, but <laughs> I see morally, like I see, I see the ideology yeah, I see people not care. When specifically, I'll go back to Roe versus Wade. Like some, of, I get it. You can have your opinion on on abortion. That's mm-hmm. fine. I'm open to everybody's opinion on abortion, right? I have my own opinion. Mm-hmm. But the people that took it to such an extreme, when we're talking nine months or a day or two even after birth, when you're going to sit there and tell me at six months it's not a baby, at three months, right. you know, I'm, and I've been science proves it to you, but you're still gonna. I, I, I struggle right. with that. And you're not going to care. Like, it's one thing if you had to have one and, and you've got to make that decision that's between you and God. But it's another thing to go on Facebook or to go on TikTok and to be proud of it, <clears throat> to go on there and, and to make content about it. And this right. is where I really started to struggle with the morality of people. And so when you had brought that up, it was it, it, 
it was interesting to me to when you bring up the fact that we're supposed to be just animals or they're teaching us that we're just animals that are step up from apes right that that mentality you know that's it, it just normalized in the wild it's like crazy. It, it happens all yes. the time the mom yes they the eat their young oh my right. god they eat their babies the, right. the dads eat their babies the cousins eat the babies right so we're just we're, animals. We're turning, so why does it matter? We're turning into animals. And once you get rid of that, like, holy, Sanctity like, what's life. what's next? I mean, wow. you're, you're talking like straight zombie mm -hmm. apocalypse only with alive people. Well, we're already in the, the zombie purge. apocalypse. People don't realize that. Uh, the, we, we have these histories, uh, these, these truths that just resonate from generation to generation. And people always gravitate to them. The idea of the chosen hero who saves everybody. You know, these mm -hmm. different kind of mythoses, archetypes. I think the zombie apocalypse is something we all knew was coming, but it, it wasn't a zombie apocalypse of the body. It was a zombie apocalypse of the mind. And we are in okay. an intellectual zombie apocalypse right now. I could accept that. Yeah. But back to the People, life thing. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Like, I don't want to go too far into it because everybody has their opinion or whatever. Um, yeah. But yeah, the, the, uh, the abortion thing is really uh, heavy because um, the God of the Bible uh is very uh against child sacrifice this is baal and molech and these different basically when god tells uh david or whoever else to go wipe out the you know amalekites or the moabites or all, whatever these things they're literally sacrificing their children to get they 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 sacrifice their children there's a story in the this is interesting uh there's a story in the bible where the king of Judah goes to war against the king of Moab. And in this story, people think the Bible is a fairy tale. The king of Moab defeats the king of Judah, which was uh, becomes Israel. So the, the, the people in their story tell a story of a king who destroys them. That's bad press. I don't know why they would do that. Well, the story is more nuanced than that. The king, King Mesha, sacrificed his child and then through this magic thing had the energy whatever to go and destroy god's people okay the bible tells this story so does the moabite history and there's a stone called the moabite stone that was found in the last couple hundred years written from the perspective of the moabites that tells the exact same story of king mesha killing his son and then killing the jews so the book the bible tells the story and then the Moabite people tell the story and they totally, uh, you know, conflagrate. Why do I say this? This whole abortion thing you're talking about, uh, people don't think about this, but the idea is, well, I have to be a good consumer and I have to live my life and I want to be promiscuous and I want to do this thing and you can't tell me and whatever. So in a sense, we're sacrificing our child to also get the same kind of thing. It's a, it's, it's a, yeah, my child dies, but I get, and, and God hates that. And interestingly, like this is very nuanced. That doesn't, mean that uh you know it necessarily should just be illegal because that doesn't change it like cool no. we, we know we should make it legal murder we, it, it, i'm just saying like you make something legal it doesn't even so interesting like this people have to be we are under the most intense psychological operation in the history of the world and it's it, people like, everybody's lost nobody knows so the, the conservative christians are like yeah roe v wade was overturned well if you, if you if you look at how this happened two weeks earlier i believe they banned guns so the conservative Christians said, celebrate. Uh, sorry, 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 sorry. How did this happen? They were they were mad because a certain amount of a gun ban went through. And then a couple weeks later, they were happy because, you know, we made uh, abortion illegal. 
And pe- people think that this governmental you know, prohibition, whatever the government says, is going to fix it. It doesn't matter what the law externally is that we, we place over it. This you, you fix these kind of things at the home. You fix these kind of things at the heart level. You fix these kind of things by actually like appreciating life and being there for your children and, and raising your children. And meanwhile, everybody wants to make it this political thing. And this political ideology is a Band-Aid that's trying to externally govern us. We need to be internally governed, which is a big thing that Jesus talked about. So like it, it says for in the Bible, as for me and my house, we serve God. I encourage people, you don't have to go, to, like if you go to church for an hour uh, once a week and you say Jesus a lot, that doesn't make you a Christian, okay? Right. If you're a Christian, you're not supposed to judge people. Jesus said that very specifically. Uh, you're supposed to love your brothers. You love yourself. Uh, you know, you're supposed to honor your father and your mother. You do these kind of things you may be in the aggregate, we could start to reverse this a little bit. But anyways, I think we're heading towards maniac secular doom, and I would like to see it reverse. But unfortunately, I think this is a train car that's uh, off the rails. Well, there's a deep rabbit hole in with the abortion stuff, too. And it's interesting when you told the story about the the king that sacrificed his son and then all of a sudden had all this energy to go out and defeat God's people. Yeah. Because this takes you kind of into, if you go into the rabbit hole side of it, the conspiracy side of it, there's the obviously the adrenochrome, right? So right. it the blood of babies, the blood of ch- small children right. gives you longer life and better look. You makes you better. I mean, they put it in, right. The, it's, it's been admitted like the, the abortion parts are sold and then it's put into cosmetics and it's put into uh, right. different face, you know, Pepsi, Pepsi <laughs> so, it's put in, well, it's put in. Yeah. There was like a list McDonald's. Right. Like, so I, check, I'm so glad you brought that up. Cause it's one of the things that I had put in. I was going to try to pitch you on the idea that The flood was real. Dragons are real. Giants are real. Witches are real. Magic is real. I also have on that list, vampires are real. So going back to this idea of. No, but because what's his name just became king and he's related to Vlad, Vlad the Impaler. Right. And what did did you just say about uh, Adrenochrome? What, 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 what is the, what is the MO of these? It gives you the magic. It makes you younger. It makes you live longer. It, 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 um, And, and and everybody thinks it's such a conspiracy. It's such a stretch. Like they don't believe it. But if you go back, like how many queens and kings and, and elitists bathed in the blood of virgins to try and oh, keep yeah. a youthful appearance? Like the they Bible used to put the like power of life class- is in the blood. So, Correct. So now let's uh, earlier I said you know give me your version of what dragons are. Now give me your version of what vampires are. Like historically, what what do you know about vampires? What what, what are they? Where do they live? What do they do? Uh, they sleep in coffins and they drink people's blood and they live in a castle and they're always, well, that's what I was taught when I was a kid. But as, as I've gotten older and I've started, I think you're like, they could very well be everyday people. They could be people in Hollywood specifically who can afford this kind of right, 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 right. Right. But just like the dragon myth gets, it gets telephone game. Then it becomes exaggerated. The, The archetype of the vampire is a, leader a king whoever i mean your average person didn't buy the castle they were living in the streets right what like living in the you know slums or whatever these people live in the castle they always had very nice houses very good looking very influential and they drank blood to live forever and stay in power so mm-hmm. i'm glad you mentioned that because it's the same thing like the, it, it, this is the theme that i want to try and push tonight our history uh the is is told it, we're told that it's a fairy tale right dragons vampires the flood mm-hmm. uh, giants all these things. These are a fairy tale. You can't believe them. They're true. And then the uh, Bible is our history. It's a fairy tale. No, no, it's true. And, uh, but you have to believe in evolution. You have to believe that dragons turned into birds. 
because that's science. Dragons turn into birds, and if you question that, you're anti-science. And I want people to wake up, okay? Dinosaurs didn't turn into birds, okay? And I'm sorry, people love me for just being a crazy science guy. I'm I'm like the anti-Bill Nye, the, the crazy science guy. Um, <laughs> the, the it's like it's like I'm here to tell you that the Bible is history and not a fairy tale, and that uh, dragons, uh, giants, vampires, all these things are real. It's easy, and evolution is. People need to wake up. And again, if you question science, I need you to question the science they told you about how the universe got here, who you are, and what you're doing here. Because it was just as big, if not a much bigger con than what we experienced over the last two years, in my opinion. I'm here for it. Well, with that, Voice of Reason, my guy, we are at the top of our hour. I think we – did we hit everything? Did we miss anything? I mean, obviously, there's a ton, and we're probably yeah. going to have to bring you back again. Probably. I could sit and, I could sit and listen to you for, like, hours. Seriously. Oh, I appreciate it. Well, yeah, so uh, yeah. I appreciate you saying that. Um, I do uh, – I guess I'll just kind of uh, sure. expound upon what I'm doing and why I think it's important Why what you just said is – uh, we're given this false narrative and this false dichotomy. You know, we get this binary thinking, you got to be this, you got to be that. Well, basically you have this idea that like you're either an atheist or a Christian and uh, you know, Christians are this conservative. They say Jesus a lot. They're stuck in church. They're Catholic, whatever. Um, if you look at Jesus, he was actually uh, very much against the system. He was a contrarian. Mm -hmm. He opposed the, the deep state of the time, the religious, right. uh, you know, political economic system, all three of them. He attacked all three of them uh, and they killed him. And so uh, what, what I'm really doing or what I'm, what I'm trying to do is uh, as an a-religious Christian, I'm trying to really get focused back on the validity of the Bible and understanding how science is proving it and understanding how we are, I think, literally in the book. The Bible is like the never-ending story. Remember the movie, The Never-Ending Story? I do. Yeah, I do. That's the Bible and we're in it. And I, I don't fully understand it. My first documentary was uh, postulating that the operating system that creates this reality is the Bible or is the Torah in particular. Um, but I, I want to encourage people that they can trust the book and that, you know, we are under this deep state thing that people are upset about is a Luciferian thing. And if the devil is real, so is God. And you're being lied to about science having debunked them. It's that's that's I have all the ironies in this like upside down show we're having uh, them disproving God is uh, pseudoscience and misinformation. So we got to get back to the book. To me, it's our way out of this. That doesn't mean you have to be in some church or like i would be very leery of uh of the religious system because it's also been used as control you don't have to be in church you have to in your heart uh pray to god read the bible uh you know critically look at it. if you critically look at this book it is the most fascinating deep fractally uh just uh information after information layer um and i think you know we've it's been removed from us like it's been uh the that's been like the burning of the book uh, of the bible and i think people need to get back to it and they can trust it and i think that um, I mean, at least as long as I have a voice, that's what I'm going to be doing. And I think people, like you said, you wanted to hear it. People are loving this. Cause it's like before it's like, well, got to go to the church and the guy's going to say, give us money. No, I'm talking about like the real living God and what's going on in the world. Uh, and so anyways, thanks for letting me jump on to, to ramble about it. No, I'm here for it. Like I said, and everybody in the comments is saying it too. We're, we're probably gonna have to bring you back <laughs> if you don't mind. I mean, if you got another free night, we'll get something scheduled. You guys, they just love you. And and I love having you on. Like I, love I said, you I guys listen too. to you for thank hours. You. I appreciate um, it. Guys. With, thank you. With that voice of reason, my guy, thank you so much for coming on you guys. Thank you so much for being here tonight. I love your faces. Today is Friday, meaning tomorrow, Saturday, tomorrow, Saturday night. So we're going to be with Banna Shannon. We're actually, this will be good for you too. I guess we're going to talk about the last supper and Da Vinci. Yikes. There's a lot to I'm that. I'm crashing the show. 
You want to crash? You could probably crash. Um, there's a lot. I found this video where they introverted it and there's a baby and there's right. just, there's all kinds of different stuff when it comes to Da Vinci's The Last Supper. So we're going to deep dive into that tomorrow night. That's going to be at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time uh, with myself, Banishan, and possibly Voice of Reason. With that, you guys keep removing. Take it easy. Tell Thank your you. mama says hi and Love watch out for deer. Thanks. Bye, guys. <laughs>